in a world that's left him behind in a cult with no members one middle-aged man seeks to relive the past this is retro cult Hello, I'm Justin, and this is Retro Cult, and tonight I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite actors. It's not the favorite actor I talked about last time. It's the actor that in the middle of that being my favorite actor that I decided this was probably my favorite. It's, it's, it's a long story, but I don't have to do this one alone, which means it's going to be much more entertaining. I'm very, very lucky to have the Spooky family with me tonight. I have Elliot, Gertie, and the elusive, often spoken of, seldom seen, Beagle. How you guys doing tonight? We're great. I thought doing you I thought you'd forgot to wonderful. unmute yourself. I was I was just gonna see if Beagle was even gonna speak. I was just like, <laughs> we are back from the dead. We have we have been gone for a while. We're still alive. Well, I mean, you guys got some catching up to do if you're gonna pull a talk junkie retro cult break. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. And <laughs> You're known for your long hiatus. Yeah, and I'm good at that. I'm probably better at that than I am at podcasting. And <laughs> so, like, I like to get, you know, I'm 100, and I think I recorded episode 153 of Talk Junkie, and that's not counting, like, the little throwaway ones. In that 100, there's probably 170 altogether. In that 170, I have took two substantial hiatuses. And no problem with listeners. People are crazy enough to come back took one break gotta, one break from retro cult and i think five people listened to my first episode back you gotta leave them wanting more you know you gotta you gotta give them a little taste and then say no no more, no well, more. I, I don't get hate mail here and i think that's the problem because the ancient alien guy never stopped emailing during the whole break to talk junkie and the guy who said he hates my voice and he'll never listen again. Never stopped emailing the entire time. The like two, three emails I've got at Retro Cult in that time were mostly from, you know, um, Zoom or something like that. But I think I did get one nice one um, back right before I first went off the air. And that's the only nice. If, if you don't have the haters, you don't get. And I didn't get any hate mail from your guys' show, and I was really excited because that's the most my name's been mentioned since probably detention in grade school. And I was so excited. I was like, Andy's giving the email address, and he's asking for hate mail, and they may accidentally confuse me with being associated with a good show and start emailing it, but they didn't. Well, we didn't get any hate mail from that show either, but we also didn't get any positive mail from that show. <laughs> We were uh, it was a white day on that show. As long as it equals out, that's all that matters. <laughs> well, guys, tonight uh, we're just going to. By the way, real, real quick, I'm sorry, Justin. I don't mean to inter interrupt you, but uh, you may hear some voices uh, on our side. Um, our kids, the Ginger Ninja and the Radical Kids, they're they're in the building, and uh, we've asked them to stay quiet. But uh, well, it's like trying to like. You know, put a spaghetti noodle through a. a, a, a listen, can you hear? Yeah. Can you hear in the mic? Yeah. 
Elliot's just being modest. They found two <laughs> children out in the wild and brought them home, and they have sheltered these children. Uh, it's possible they're beagles. He mainly dwells in the woods in his off time, but they're great humanitarians. He did tell Radical Kid today that he was Sasquatch, and she said, okay. Well, I mean, how do you not? I would assume that to be true. Fine with it. She's like, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> it makes sense. That's kind of, well, I know I, I told you guys what we were going to do here tonight, and I just decided we're just going to do a complete whole nother Chevy Chase episode. So that I can rediscover that I'm actually not, he's not my favorite and it's Bill Murray all over again. And I can do it with you guys. So, uh, so uh, just real quick, uh, because of your episode, you can ask Gertie. Yeah. I purchased Fletch and Fletch lives mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. So like, I, I didn't have a Blu-ray, but I went out and purchased them just so I could experience it again. He has a sickness. I've, I've spent a week with Bill Murray movies and, and I have realized that, and I kind of realized it going through them because like there's some stinkers from Chevy. And, and like I said, he, I said it in that episode, his, his career kind of got cut short and then bills didn't like, he's still going and going strong. And both of them had a very similar reputation in the beginning for how they were to work with. And that kind of went away, you know, and now they're all buddy, buddy and singing songs together on stage and stuff. But the more I went through Bill Murray movies, the more I was like, wow, it, it's not like, Bill Murray's whole catalog is just so much better, but Fletch, I don't even know. Like it's, it's to a point with Fletch. I can't tell you if Fletch is that good of a movie to me. (laughs) It may be my favorite movie of all time, but I don't know if there's just a. Objectively. Yeah. I I don't know if it's a personal thing. Like, I don't know what my connection is to that, that I like it so much, but Fletch and Fletch Lives is something that I watch entirely too much. Like I watched Weekend at Bernie's again last night and <laughs> it it didn't hold up the way I thought it would hold up. Uh, I watched Monty Python Holy Grail today. It did hold up exactly like I would, thought it would hold up. But Thank you. yeah, but, but Fletch <laughs> is just it. I don't know. It's an obsession that I, I, I can't, you know, I can't control. Like I, I can remember you know, signing stuff, Jane Doe or Erwin R. Fletcher in school. Like I, I, you know, and kids my age, uh, I'm in that sweet spot. Yeah. They had no clue. I'm, I'm, I'm right under Elliot, right above Dirk McGirt and, and and (laughs) I guess way above Beagle. Cause I'm, I'm assuming by his boyish age, he's the youngest. I, uh, I'm actually thousands of years old. (laughs) Okay. Look, I, I, it tracks. I'm like the kids. It it makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about. <laughs> tonight we're going to talk about William James Murray. Much better name than Cornelius. Uh, yeah. Chevy had a Chevy had a rough a rough go with that. But William James Murray was born September twenty first, nineteen fifty, in Evanston, Illinois, which makes sense because. Uh, that whole Chicago thing from John Hughes to second city guys to candy and all these guys, Chicago. I don't think a lot of younger listeners, if there are any of them, if they are, why are you here? But if there are like, they probably don't understand how significant Chicago was in the eighties. I would dare to say that Chicago was equal to in Hollywood terms, New York in the eighties and vastly outshadowed 
California in the eighties. Like it every, you know, John Hughes made everything there, <clears throat> but Murray was born with eight siblings. Um, He's also six two, and there's there's a documentary that's not going to be in the list of movies we talk about called the Bill Murray Experience that you need to check out, and it'll make you feel better about you. But uh, that was a large obsession in that documentary is that he's six two. Um, Chevy says he's six three. I seen him on stage together singing a song today on a YouTube video. I'm going to say Bill looked a little taller. Uh, I think that's an ego thing. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about that. I, in my head, I don't picture Bill Murray being that tall. No, I, I picture Chevy Chase being much taller. Well, she mentions that in that documentary, and then I think, you know, that's that's not Beagle's stature of man, but still, it's much larger than me. Like that's that's two or three inches on me. Yeah, tiny men. <laughs> <laughs> but tiny not. men that make me laugh so hard. <laughs> he he just feels yeah, like. Really- a five eight guy, but then you look at especially eighties action stars like Arnold's not that big, Sly's not big. I believe that technically Cruz may be a dwarf. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But <laughs> well, like, you were this, so yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, and so did. This is so yeah, random. Just the dwarfs. <laughs> this is so and random. But have you ever noticed in? probably the best alone movie ever made I, I was going through the electric boogaloo uh the canon dvd collection again the other day and there's certain movies in there and over the top is in there there is a section in the arm wrestling championship where they've all got like platform shoes or something i don't know if that's so they can go over the top or if that's because stallone <laughs> wanting people a certain height i don't and I, that has nothing to do with bill murray but i noticed that the other night and it's bothered me ever since then not enough that i would actually google it and look it up and see but you know it bothered me nonetheless it's it's like a switch it turns on i turn it on <laughs> all right all right fine calm down he's not he's not very tall i've never seen someone that dedicated to their head how tall is the measure one I, I, I think he's like 5'8". Look it up on the Google machine. I was taller yeah, I than him last time we golfed. I know. I know. <laughs> last time we hang out. Yeah. Last time we went to talk. Yeah, last time we played at Hollywood. He's 5'10"? I bet that's really 5'9 yeah, or 5'8", but that's just 5'10". First of all, that, that's, a, that's a Kane 7-foot. <laughs> like Kane's not 7-foot, but they say 7-foot in wrestling, you know, and the big show was seven, nine, whatever it was. And Andre was seven, four, but he was actually seven. So I'm going to say Stallone is five, eight, five. I'm going to say I got an inch on Stallone. Other than the arms. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Stallone's whole thing was that um, he's just crazy. <laughs> no, he's not crazy. He's more. He, oh, oh, no, he's crazy. He, he married Brigitte, Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte, yes. And so did Flavor Flav. So. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> she's okay. yeah, she's oh, moving she's up. Okay. Stallone's moving down. <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray had eight brothers and sisters. And when looking at Brian Doyle Murray's, uh, how was that? IMDb? Yeah, IMDb. Uh, I, I like Brian Doyle Murray a lot and have been a fan of his probably as long as Bill's just like not a fan at that level, like just, oh, cool, that's Brian Murray. But Brian Murray's done a ton. 
Joel Murray is an actor too. That's I think that may be the youngest brother or one of the younger brothers. Uh, I don't know what all he's done. I know he was in a horror movie, and I think he was in a TV show. I was to be honest, I know nothing about him, and I don't know if any of the other siblings act. Uh, just because I didn't really look it up, and I don't do a very good job preparing for my shows. But what, like, when's the first time you can remember seeing Brian Doyle Murray? And like, you, I mean, looking at him, you can tell they're brothers. At least you know, like. Where do you remember think, him from most? I think Groundhog Day when, to me, just personally, when he, you know, did the Heimlich maneuver on him. And he kept getting choked on the stake. Uh, my, my, the one that sticks out to me, and I That's guess him, when right? I first. Is it the older man? I don't, I don't oh, know. crap. I can't think. Is that, did the, I misremember that? I think, no, I don't, I think you're right. But the one that sticks out to me is the psychiatrist in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> uh, when, when they've got them, they've, they've put them in the insane asylum. And uh, then they're like, he, he's sitting there, you know, talking to him really, but he doesn't really, he, he might say like three words, but you can definitely tell. Like, even when I was a young kid, I was like, are they related? Are they related? <laughs> like, like, why is he, why is he talking to his cousin? Like, I couldn't figure it out. You know? He's in like, day, right? Is he not the, is he there, not yeah. the guy that keeps choking in the restaurant? On I, steak? I, yeah, he's the mayor or whatever. From, yeah, but then, then he took on the steak in the restaurant and he does the homic maneuver on him over. <laughs> I don't, you know, that's sad as many times as I've watched that movie because every time there's a new fan theory come out about the movie, I'll rewatch it. I can't remember if that's him or not. Hold on. I think, I'm, I'm so. I, I think <laughs> Bill saved somebody in real life like that too. It's one of those that's ones that's, that's non confirmable, but you know, one of the, the experiences. Okay, just looking at this though, Brian Brian Dole Murray has so much more credit. I told you, it's 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 like net, like they're close, and Brian Dole's probably a little ahead. Like, yeah, because animated well, wise, well, they both got a lot of animated. Bill got super choosy and antisocial. No, Bill got paid a lot more and didn't have to do as much. Well, they, but, but he didn't. Yeah. They didn't want. They didn't want stuff. You know. Then he got confused and like Coen Brothers movie. He was like, "Yeah, we'll do Garfield." Like, yeah. He played he played Buster Buster in uh, Groundhog Day. That doesn't really tell me. Well, he's the he's the one that he's the he mayor dude that picks up the the groundhog. But I don't know if he's the guy yeah, he that chose. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that chose. He played the groundhog too, I believe. He very very versatile actor. Very versatile very actor. Yeah. yeah. I just realized that he played Jack Ruby in JFK. That, that oh, wow. threw me for a loop. I, okay. I did not know that. And I looked to his yeah. IMDb today and just didn't pay any attention to that. Yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that's drawn me. Yeah. I probably I would have put that, yeah, I've watched that movie in the last little bit, but I haven't seen it in years. Probably. At that point, I think he can just look at Bill and go suck it. You know, I'm, I've got the better <laughs> career. You done Garfield, I done Frosty Returns. He was in Wayne's World too. What was he in Wayne's World? Uh, he, was, he was an actor. He, uh, no, he was the arcade owner. Yeah, that comes yeah. and he's yeah. like, you say, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When Chekhov saw the Let's long see. winter, oh, he saw a winter bleak. I don't think dark. we have uh, the right to sir. Uh, I get <laughs> beat to death with 
copyright infringements. I don't care. I don't make any money off this. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I knew it. You know, we say it a hundred times a day. When it comes to somebody choking on food products, you don't question Gertie. You know? It's common knowledge. It's so funny that that you're talking about these movies because like I'm looking at Bill Brian Doyle Murray's credits mm-hmm. and the man is in nothing but trouble. I mean, ready to say he's in nothing but trouble yeah, too. Takes yeah. me right back to Chevy Chase, you know, and like and John at, Candy and John Candy and but, Dan Aykroyd and Dan Aykroyd. But it looks like like all of these movies, like all of the people that we really like, because mm-hmm. you know we've talked about the actors that we like off air. Mm-hmm. Just they just like same sphere, same sphere, same mm-hmm. movies. You know, like different parts, different levels in each one, but they're all there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really weird. Well, Chevy <laughs> and Chevy and Brian Doyle could work together. You know, because they they done a lot of stuff together. You know, from Caddyshack, Brian Doyle was a writer for a while on Saturday Night Live. He was there the night that Chevy come back to host, and Bill and Chevy had the fight. Uh, <laughs> he grabbed Chevy from behind. Uh, and John Belushi stood in the middle and just got punched a lot uh, and tried. But John Belushi started it. So in fairness, I guess that's. But Brian Dalt, like, there's a lot of of funny in that family, you know. But like, I, I listened to an interview with Joe Murray, the younger brother, and he was like, it was always that way with Bill, and Bill has a different sensibility where. Brian Doyle may be more of a writer funny and and he's definitely a funny guy. Like he comes his characters come across because my favorite Brian Doyle Murray character is the boss in uh uh Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and you know, that I feel like I saw him a lot of iconic movies, really. Yeah. I mean, gives him a run for his money. I mean, he has a great career, and and that was that's why I spent like I spent as as much time on Brian Doyle Murray's today as I did on on Bill Murray's. Going, well, I don't remember that he was in that, and, you know, like because I didn't know as as obvious as the voice is because he doesn't do a voice; he does his voice. I didn't know that the mayor in Frosty Returns was Brian Doyle Murray until a couple years back. Me and my son were watching, and he was like, "That's Brian Doyle Murray." His brother's an actor named Bill Murray. I was like, wow. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I I had no clue about that. I'm looking at Joe Murray's. Now you got me interested in Joe Murray. Did Joe Joe Murray do anything? Burn me, Jimmy. Is that his team in Scrooge? Yeah, he's the brother. That is right. He he is the young. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Wow. Hello, James. The SS Minnow. Yeah, <laughs> he's in a ton of stuff. He's uh, he's been in more than Bill has. Looks like too. Really? This, yeah, this is like okay. He was in um, uh, but his is more like uh, animated and TV oh, that's movies a good idea. Too. I would do that um, too if I hadn't been my brothers. He was in uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a bunch of television shows. Uh, Dharma and Greg. That's that's it. The Drew Carey show. Oh, that's okay. That's uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. He was that's on okay. that's a good little one. bit. Joan of Arcadia. Random. Okay. Uh, two and a half men. He was in like five episodes of that. Admin. Who was, he was on that? 
Criminal Minds. Mad Men yeah. was the one I knew he was in. I knew he was in Mad. I've never watched it, but I knew he was in Mad Men, and then he's in some horror movie. I knew that, but I'd forgot completely that he was in Scrooge because it, him now doesn't look as much like him then. I guess. No, he looks different. But at, at the end of the day, he's no Iron Norse. You know, he's. Does he look like his aged up version in Scrooge? <laughs> I wonder. I don't, he was in the Cable Guy <laughs> with uh, Jim Carrey. I'll have to ask somebody that watched that. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't I don't know if I can find anybody. Yeah, I don't know. Oh no, it's a, it's a weird. No, I don't watch it forever. I, I watched it two or three times. I kept waiting for it. I was like, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura. This is. It, there, I'm missing it. There's something here, but there wasn't. No, I, I agree. I was, I was wrong. On um, this one as well, I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan. Dumb and Dumber is my favorite Jim Carrey, and I like the original Ace Ventura. I don't like part two. Yeah, I don't. That's the only two movies he's ever really liked. And I love those two movies. Holly Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best part. But uh, from In Living Color. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, not a big fan of Jim Carrey. I I got to agree with him. Like I like two movies. I like Man on the Moon or whatever, Man in the Moon, uh, but it don't feel like a Jim Carrey thing. Uh, But I like Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura, and I don't like Ace Ventura too, and I don't want to hear about the mask. I don't want to see that. That just broke my heart. Uh, Earth Girls are easy. Earth Girls are easy is good. I do like that. I love that movie. I've never watched it. What's wrong with you? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for Elliot tonight. Um, You can check him out on the Spooky Family. I love that movie. All right. Just before I go, my favorite Bill Murray uh, movie is Meatballs. All right. See you later. Okay. Well, Bill got an an early start. He started in the 70s, a time when none of us except for Elliot was alive. And uh, (laughs) he started at my favorite place. And, and, I don't know how I got so well-versed and so obsessed with this, but I'm sure um, Elliot may remember it. Like, I'm going to venture out and say that was part of the thousand-year existence of Beagle, that he wasn't paying attention to this. But there was a thing called SCTV, Second City TV. And the parallel, because there was Second City Chicago and Second City Toronto, I believe. Right. Yeah. Well, there was uh yeah, the Second City Canadian branch and then Second City Americans and uh, yeah, tons of people came from Second. City, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you you ended up with basically Second City Chicago merging. Um, Catherine O'Hara, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Canada. They had John Candy, Martin Short. Um, what's the two dudes from um the beer movie? Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, Dave quit directly after that and started a restaurant and named it after his daughter. Mm-hmm. It was called Louise's, but it went out of business. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's one of those that gave up on. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> he should have because I've I've seen I cannot remember the name of that. What is the name of the movie? It's the characters from SCTV and they made the movie where they got to go in the beer plant and do what. Strange Brew? Yes, Strange Brew. It's an hour and something of me loving Rick Moranis and hating Dave Thomas. That's <laughs> miserable. But basically, Bill went from SC Second City, the sketch group, to National Lampoon. And then once Chevy came off of Saturday Night Live, Bill made his way onto Saturday Night Live. And 
I used to, I can't remember if it was, they replayed them on Friday nights or they replayed them on Saturday nights after the new Saturday Night Live, but they used to always replay the Not Ready for Primetime Players, the original couple seasons of Saturday Night Live. And I loved it, but I remember as much as I liked Fletch at that time being much more fond of Bill Murray and and his character on that show than I was of basically Chevy Chase just being Chevy Chase and everything he done, whether he was being Gerald Ford or whoever he was being. So Saturday Night Live wise, I was a much bigger Murray fan, but Murray to me kind of brought that sillier sketch style that come from Second City. Star Wars, <laughs> nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> I'd forgot so much that like that's that's my favorite thing that I went back and watched is definitely being the SCTV stuff and the Saturday Night Live stuff. He was uh, never in a member of the cast, was he? Yes, he took over Weekend Update. He actually was a writer and performed. Hold on, I think I've got actually did some research. Uh, he won an Emmy for writing. I want to say it was an Emmy. Uh, but yeah, he won a primetime Emmy uh, for outstanding writing for a variety series. And that was in between 77 and 78. Well, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Maybe I'm thinking of, I don't know what I'm thinking. Was it Chevy? Was Chevy maybe not the oh, yeah, official? Chevy, the Chevy was on there. And it depends on what mood Lauren Michaels is in. Lauren Michaels has said Chevy Chase was a nightmare to work with, which, you know, kind of adds up. Uh, well, and I he mean, was trying Dan to take Austin, the show from him, but then yeah, he'll not did the same thing on community. Yeah. Well, everybody on community did that case, <laughs> but then, then he comes out and says, cause there was a statement he made. If you don't leave, it's not going to be Saturday night live anymore. It's going to be Chevy chase and is not ready for primetime players. So it was kind of one of those things they wanted him to go and they, he he made it possible for them to force him out, I think. And then they brought Murray in to replace him. But now he came back and hosted a couple of times because he was hosting while uh, Bill Murray was a cast member. Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. that was, that's good. It's, it's hard for me to, like, the timeline, the early timeline of Saturday Night Live, like, I want to put Eddie Murphy a lot earlier than he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like. But uh, it's it, it's just so yeah that makes more sense. Yeah, he he was I, Murray, Chase, were both gone by the time Eddie Murphy got there. And I Eddie Murphy, I don't think he got Ackroyd either. No, he no, had Joe I, Piscopo. I Eddie Murphy was the breakout star of the year that all of the originals were gone, and Lauren Michaels was gone. Yeah, Chevy come back and hosted while Eddie was there, and it blew my mind because it doesn't happen very often. But Eddie and Chevy fell out. <laughs> Who would have thought? I, you know, <laughs> Who would have thought? Eddie's probably hard to get along with. Yeah, I mean that, oh, that yeah. it's, it's the only thing that adds up. Yeah, I always blame Eddie Murphy in that situation when Chevy Chase is involved. I always blame Eddie. Oh Murphy. yeah. Um, now, go ahead. It, it was funny though when they did the big anniversary show. Uh, Chevy was involved in that, but I noticed that they kept him away from a lot of the people that he was on the show with. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think a like, lot of those people were hard to get along with too. And Chevy yeah. was like obviously the good guy in it because I mean Fletch's greatest movie ever made, and you know 
I still think Funny Farm is better. But it's okay. Hey, sure. look, everybody can be wrong once in their life, and that's I love Funny Farm. It's definitely not my top three Chevy movies, but I, I do love it. And, and it is one of those, it's part Christmas. So I get to watch it once in the summer and then throw it in once on Christmas. So it gets right. dual duty. And it is a great movie. I just, I think there was something missing from it that he, I don't know. It didn't feel like Chevy. It's his most unique role because it don't really feel like him. When he pulls that snake out of the, the pond, <laughs> it stays with me to this day. <laughs> What's the movie with him and Goldie Hawn where it's random and there was like, I think Dudley Moore was in it. And it was a weird spy kind of movie or or Five like us. No, it was, uh, no. no, it was Yeah, it was him like and Dan Aykroyd. You're you're way off dirty. It's him and Dan uh, Aykroyd. They fought the Russians. Actually, there's two movies with him and Goldie Hawn. The first good move like bigger movie he had was him and Goldie Hawn, and it was that movie. Uh and it wasn't real well received, but I always kind of liked it. And then the second one he had with Goldie Hawn was Seems Like Old Times. Yeah, that's the one where they used to be married, but they weren't no more. But I can't remember the name of the first one. I, I purged all that information that was temporarily stored when I got done because I have no memory. And I don't have. I'm sitting here. I think Moore is trying to seduce Goldie Hawn, and he's got like a, this weird room. <laughs> like, you know, it's supposed to be like this swinging, strange fellow that'll lure women to his apartment, and he flips the switch, and then it's like, and everything rotates, and there's like a circular bed. The mirrors and all that. Remember you know what I'm talking about? I've seen it. I just can't think of what it's called. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Don't bother me. It's gonna drive you crazy. Well, eventually Bill did make some movies. Uh you know, probably surprised a lot of people. He didn't make a Wait, lot. What, what, what is tonight's show about? <laughs> William Murray. <laughs> William William James Murray went on to be in a couple films. Uh, the most notable of which was his first in 76. Next stop, Greenwich Village. Um, he's uncredited in that, and I've never seen that, so I'm assuming he's an extra in that, and that's why I gave it no real attention whatsoever and didn't learn anything about it. I don't know who he is. But the amazing thing to me is he goes from being that guy and I, I don't know the timeline on this, but I'm assuming because he dropped three movies in 79. He done Mr. Mike's Mondo video, which I've not seen. And he was his role was the man on the street. And then he was in Tarzoon, Shame of the Jungle, which I'm glad I didn't see because he actually is a reporter. But I think he only does the English dub of somebody's voice. I don't think he's actually in the movie. And then he made this little movie. I don't, Meatballs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, meatballs. That that one yeah. was okay. In all in all honesty, it's not my favorite Bill Murray movie, but it is it is a Bill Murray movie that I, I'm very familiar with from my days as a young person over a while ago. But uh <laughs> for some reason it's high up on my list of Bill Murray movies. I, I like it. I don't know why what it is about it I like, but I like it. And well I, as an 80s kid, you're always going to like those camp movies, man. Those camp movies. That's yeah, exactly right. Camp, camp movies are, camp movies. yes. Well, that's true. Like, my favorite, Ernest, it, we don't Ernest. count Christmas because Christmas is, like, those movies have to be separate because Christmas movies always going to win in that debate. But my favorite other Ernest movie is Goes to Camp. Like, Scared Stupid is amazing. Like, but it's I more... And I think they soul lift his body a little bit with that. He's like, oh god. Well, I, I don't think that I don't think that Ernest Saves Camp 
is the better movie. I think that of all the movies, Scared Stupid's the best movie he made. Best production, best script, best everything. Like it's, it's an excellent movie. I think it's kind of like the Fletch thing. Like I look at movies and go, man, I know that's better than Fletch, but I don't love it as much as Fletch. And I think it's just I wanted to go to that camp so bad when I was younger, and I wanted to meet Ernest so bad. I wanted to, I wanted to Levi Vest. You know? I wanted to be nice to him. I wanted snapping turtles and parachutes. I wanted to meet him to be nice to him. I felt <laughs> bad for him. Oh, your base. I, I did kind of too. Uh, and feeling on it. I just wanted to treat him right. So I'm like, I'm sorry, man. We're tying. <laughs> I don't know how we got to Ernest and how I got us to uh, uh, over the top earlier, but one of the bullies that um, Mikey Hawk, uh, I don't know what his name was, Lincoln's kid, Mike, Mikey, but one of the bullies that he arm wrestled, he wasn't the one he actually arm wrestled. I think it was the, uh, one of the other ones standing there was one of the bullies from uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. I mean, uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. It's all it's all together. I can't all remember together. my own birth date, but I remember that. That's, that's sad. Uh, you know what? I'll sit back. You know, uh, I will say this. Uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. It's uh, also slept on. Might be. The best Ernest, if not tied for Scared Stupid. I really need to watch that again. I've seen that one time. I was not really super young when I seen it. And probably like, because, you know, you go through that phase where you don't appreciate stuff like you would have appreciated it when you were either younger or older. And it's really one I need to go back and watch because I don't. I don't even remember enough about the movie to remember how I did feel about it when I seen it. I'm going to assume that was a night that I'd rented Tony Hawk for Nintendo 64 and I'm hopped up on Surge playing Tony Hawk and don't really have time to watch it with my little yeah. stepbrother. Oh, Ernest Goes to Jail is a good one. Ernest Goes to Jail, the part where he's on the jury and he accidentally chews into the pen. Yep. And he's chewing paper and everything. Like you're about to die. <laughs> just laughing. Pretty good. Pretty good. And then also just watching him play the bad guy. I, I've yeah, got to get you. I've got to get you guys up here and actually get this place cleaned up enough and set up right enough where you guys can come because it's something I'd love to show Beagle in person. I have a movie poster. Oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> I've already showed him that. <laughs> he was not impressed. Dude, seven foot tall. He just went. Little man, but uh, there I got a movie poster from Fugit Cinema. It was the actual poster from Ernest Goes to Jail. Oh, it's not in as good a shape as my Chuck Norris. Like this is one that was so rough. The guys like I'll probably have to throw this away, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> Justin will buy that. And I got it, The Burbs, and Police Academy Five, I believe. Okay, you just. You just, uh, sorry, Radical Kid is getting some cherry Dr. Pepper Zero. Um, but when you said the burbs, uh, Gertie's eyes lit up and she thought about abandoning her, abandoning, abandoning her family to come after that poster. Well, I'll tell you what I would do. This poster is in really bad shape, but I would gladly gift this to the spooky family if they had somewhere they could put it and take care of it because I'm out of room and I don't want to see it ended up jumped 
I mean, I see uh, an Ernest goes to jail with Beagle and and a Burbs with uh, Dirt McGirt. And, you know, I don't have to kiss your butt anymore. I've got two out of three locked in and just do what I want to do. Next week on Spooky Family, new character introduced. With our, with our new patriarch, Justin Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking? We were talking about meatballs, weren't we? I after, think so. <laughs> after he does meatballs, he Just has. Wait, before, we the, before we get back onto that, does anybody has anybody watched Ernest Goes to Africa? Anybody? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I'm just yeah. making sure. I just I didn't want to leave it out. I did, I felt like it needed to be mentioned. Uh, the basketball well, one. The basketball one, yeah. I've seen the basketball. On. I've not seen Ernest Goes to Africa. I was heard that the CIA actually used that for torture at Guantanamo. I've not seen it. <laughs> That's good. I, I've not seen it either. But uh, Ernest, man, Kentucky native. Just oh, I've it. seen it. And an amazing human being. I, 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 I'm going to sure. go ahead and why don't you guys come back and let's do an Ernest deserves his own episode. If I give, I mean, if we basically did a, a we basically did a Brian Doyle Murray episode 20 minutes ago. We need to do a Ernest episode. <laughs> If we can get that much out of Brian Doyle Murray, we can get a ton out of uh, uh, Jim Varney. Oh, yeah. It'll take two hours to Are get through his You tell me that I can't speak about the Beverly Hillbillies movie for two hours? His I greatest, can. His greatest non-Ernest I can role. talk about it. Oh, no. I really could talk about Ernest for two hours. Like, to me, Ernest is everything that's right about the 80s. Like, I love Ernest. I, I had, There's not a part of Ernest I don't like. like that's not me being like, I, I know a lot look, People think I'm extremely sarcastic, one. but I really do love Ernest. I'll go back and watch his butter commercials and stuff. Oh, Mel- his Miller Yeller, his Miller Yeller commercials. Yeah. Those are my favorites. So meatballs. We watched Meatballs, and it was a good movie. Uh, 1980 is th- this is the problem with Bill Murray is I can't tell you what the strongest year is for Bill Murray for me because like. It's not like when you give me Fletch, Fletch trumps everything else. So that's the strongest year for, well, Fletch too. And it, I may like Fletch too better. Uh, but when you, when you get to 80, he does loose shoes, which I have seen just because my stepdad was a big, my first stepdad, we got a number of them. My first stepdad was a big uh, Bill Murray fan, big comedy fan in general. And he's like, he knew I liked Bill Murray. And he was like, you got to check this out. Cause he turned me on to Caddyshack and, you know, it was history from there, but he does loose shoes in 80, but he also does Caddyshack in 80. Uh, and then where the Buffalo Rome. So let's talk Caddyshack first. Okay. Because tonight I'm giving away another one. And I didn't do a video because I've already done one video. I'll pop something up later. Another one of the tens. Uh, oh, yeah. The- yeah. And then I got to find one more show that'll tie in with Caddyshack so I can give away one more and be completely out of stock. <laughs> Tonight I'm giving away another one. Caddyshack too. <laughs> I'm going to take a marker and write Caddyshack 2 on it and do no. a Caddyshack 2 episode. You need to do a Kenny Loggins uh, retrospective <laughs> where we just covered the music of the album. That would be, yeah, yeah it'd be very retro. Yeah. Yeah. It would be awesome. Loggins in the singer. It's a Kenny G. Loggins mix. <laughs> and Kenny Loggins is a juggernaut when it comes to the 80s soundtracks. I think I, I actually I have a list here and movie soundtracks were on there. And I just went ahead and went 
Kenny Loggins out from it and just he's you know I, I think I can feel at least an hour with Kenny Loggins. Uh, yeah, I'm trying my best to keep myself from uh, going down this path right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't remember the the great thing about Caddyshack is Bill wasn't supposed to be in it. Um, he shows up, he's on set, and you know Brian Dolmer is in the movie. Harold Ramis is there. And basically, this is before the whole fiasco with um, Groundhog Day where him and Harold fall out for a while. So they're still great friends. And they're, uh, they're like, you know, basically, you want to say a couple lines. The guy had no script, no script whatsoever in the entire movie. And yet still you get things like. Um, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so I got that going. Which is nice. That may be one of my favorite lines from a movie ever. But, you know, obviously Chevy improv 90% of his stuff just because he thinks he's better than the writers. And he is a lot of times. But Bill didn't have anything to really go by. The character wasn't super. I think they did have a guy planned to play that character or something. He didn't show up uh, or they kicked him for Bill. But Bill Murray ends up being poor Danny. I know the movie's supposed to be about Danny. Uh, I don't even remember what was happening to Danny. I know he'd done drugs uh, and he didn't want to work at a lumber mill. And Ty owned some lumber mills, but he'd never been there. And that's why. Uh, but I don't know what Danny's deal was other than he liked Irish girls and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, but it became a movie about Chevy's character and, uh, about basically Carl Spackler washing his balls and, uh, golf balls and, and watching, uh, older women golf. Listen, uh, you know, as much as, and again, I know we're here for Bill Murray. I just want to point out that Ted Knight in that movie he is really fun. Really fun. Really good. Really, really great bad guy. And awesome. he he was. Like I Rodney Dangerfield was super strong in that movie. And God, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> he has the best I hate to say it, but he has the best line of that. And it's just where he turns to everybody's like, Hey everybody, we're all getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> like the, like just <laughs> actually now that you say that my favorite line from that movie may be or may be one of his because doesn't he look at the old lady and go you want to earn 50 bucks the hard way <laughs> yeah. that, that may be i have said that to my wife more times in my life than any way more than i love you she has no money in the bank she's never earned 50 bucks <laughs> I that movie for me is one of those movies like everybody in it is really good like except for Danny and no, it's not that Danny's bad it's just I don't really care what Danny's doing and you know you look at the catastrophe that is Caddyshack 2 and the only role I've ever despised Dan Aykroyd in like it, it had to be a combination Ted Knight was perfect 
you know, Rodney was perfect. Bill was not supposed to be there, but still ended up being perfect. Chevy was Chevy. Like, it's hard for him to mess it up. And it had a good story. Like, it really did. If they would went back and remade the movie and just took those people out and had really good actors around Danny Boy there, that it, it would have been a good movie. It was a decent story. It was a very 80s story, but they they made that movie what it was. I never go back and watch it to see if I, I just I assume Danny gets hooked on drugs and dies at the end. I don't know. I don't know what happens to Danny. I've never paid enough attention. I don't like Danny, anyway, you know, really anyway, but I mean, you probably remember him from Roseanne. He was Jackie's husband, Roseanne. Yeah, that left he was. But you know who he's in real life? Bonnie Wright's ex-husband. Who cheated on her? He cheated Danny, on Bonnie Wright. Danny he got Bonnie Wright. Yeah, he got Bonnie Wright, man. I'm, I like Bonnie Wright. And Bonnie Wright's an attractive woman. Bonnie, but I've got to say this. Bonnie Wright was like 47 in 1980, wasn't she? There's, I mean. Well, did, yeah. She wow. was an adult in the 70s. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of people don't know. Much older too, than him. But, like, you know, Caddyshack was written by Brian Doyle Murray. Like, he was one of the, well, I guess there was maybe four writers. I know Harold Rain was Brian Doyle Murray. At least gave him the framework of yeah. <laughs> the movie. And somebody else that he based Danny off of his own family. So, Danny has all those siblings. So okay. yeah, Brian, like yeah, so Brian the Murray family. So Danny is Danny is basically the Murray family put to film. Just not one so. of the talented ones. Yeah, just probably not. Okay. Probably well, I mean, it happens. Now the other movie that popped up in eighty was where the Buffalo Roam, and yep. it surprises me how many people I come across that have never seen where the Buffalo Roams, but they'll turn right around and usually with fairly bloodshot eyes and go. Man, you ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? That's yeah. trippy. <laughs> it's another one of those movies that ties Bill Murray to Kentucky. Um, he, he played Hunter S. Thompson. Um, great movie. I, and I think if I have to, if I have to compare him and Johnny Depp, I give Johnny. If I have to, I give Johnny yeah. Depp a slight edge just because of the. I think I think that has more to do with the script of Fear and Loathing. Than, uh, than the acting abilities of either one, if that makes sense. Well, all right. You look at Bill Murray as Hunter S. Thompson, and you look at Johnny Depp as Hunter S. Thompson. Like, there's right. no comparison. To me, where the Buffalo Rome was not, like, looking back now, it's probably not much of a Hunter S. Thompson movie. I just love it. Like, they had to make it a Bill Murray vehicle. But I love that movie. That was the first movie of his that I got like super obsessed with. And the only reason I had a, a cousin that was much older than me um, and a lot more like Hunter S. Thompson in the vein of Johnny Depp than Bill Murray. And uh, a lot of times when nothing else he was saying was making any sense at all and he was mumbling completely incoherently, I would get out. Where the Buffalo Rome? You ever seen Where the Buffalo Rome? Man, you got to watch Where the Buffalo Rome. And I would watch it, and I wanted to know what it was I was missing that he was getting, like I did. But he knew the whole backstory on Hunter S. Thompson that I didn't know at the time, and kind of at that time I didn't know who Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson was, had no clue. And you know, as I and this this is where hate mail probably start coming to me as I slowly became a Hunter S. Thompson fan before I was definitely no longer a Hunter S. Thompson fan that was about the time that fear and loathing come out and yeah. I loved the ideal 
of Hunter S. Thompson, the, of this character, you know, the things he'd done in actual real life was quite disturbing and the things he believed. But as far as the character went, I loved it. And once I seen Fear and Loathing, then my love for Where the Buffalo Roam really got big. And I kind of jumped back to that. Yeah. And I think I think what I was going back to, if, if you look at early interviews of Hunter S. Thompson before he became this big media icon, uh, Murray's portrayal of him is closer than to what he really was. I agree. Yeah. Doc Debs became, you know, Johnny Depp plays him in later stages, but, you know, and that's pretty close too, but I think that they both capture him at different moments in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't know. I kind of like it. I, it's it's not a top five Bill Murray movie for me, but it's it's a, probably a top ten. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, it would. It's hard for me to get that list of just what I love the most because it's it's so it's so good. Like I his I mean his his list of movies is so deep. Like it's hard for me to go. Yeah, this is my favorite of that because just so much stuff. There you know there's a couple that were misses, but for the most part, I mean he had a a really good run after that. You had 81 with stripes, 82 he was in Tootsie. 84 was probably his worst year. He had nothing last forever and then what what was the movie with the ghost that looked like John Belushi. Oh, uh, On Razor's Edge. Yes, On <laughs> Razor's Edge. That's oh, uh, it was. yeah. 84 is probably his, his crowning achievement. And <laughs> I don't <laughs> think, think nothing it. lasts forever is that good. Well, okay, I'll give you that. But I think Ghostbusters makes up for every movie he ever failed at. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. But the whole Ghostbusters On Razor's Edge saga is one of my favorite things in Hollywood. Okay, so you know Belushi was supposed to be yes. the star of Ghostbusters, and of but course, eight ball got in the Yes, and of course Belushi, you know, OD excellent did, pool player. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so they approached Bill Murray, and they were like, you know, they really wanted Murray to come on to Ghostbusters, but he wouldn't do it. He didn't want to, and he wanted to do this movie called On uh, or the, the Razor's Age. Yeah, it's it's a period movie uh, from like World War One, where this guy goes basically he, he goes out in the world to try to find himself, you know, and do all this stuff. Um, Dan Aykroyd, you know, really wanting to get Ghostbusters made because that's his baby. Yeah, goes to Murray and he goes, "If you will tell them, <laughs> you will do this movie <laughs> as long as they will finance the Razor's Edge, you'll get this. You'll get this movie. You get your passion project. Made. Yeah, yeah. So." He goes to film the Razor. You know, he 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 makes a deal with him. During the entire filming of the Razor's Edge, they can't get in touch with him. <laughs> they can't find him. They don't know if he's gonna be there. They don't know like anything. How does that work? I don't know. But I mean, this is this what has is been corroborated. Something yeah, the weirdest stuff. This, this has been corroborated. I by would many probably. He, he seems very cool, and I've loved him a little. But I don't, don't know if I would get along. I, yeah, it's rough. You know? The la- I, I think I would get along finally. The last day of filming on the Razor's Edge, he he raps. When the director goes to find him, he's gone. He has left. He shows up the very next day to start coming Ghostbusters. Doesn't tell the director from the Razor's Edge that he's leaving. Doesn't tell Ghostbusters that he's even showing up, but he just shows up and says. Well, he made the right call 
showing up. I mean, obviously, he was going to get all these residuals from Razor's Edge. I think he might have been the sole rider of Razor's <laughs> Edge. But yeah. I don't like – I know it probably done close to what Ghostbusters done, but I think <laughs> Ghostbusters did a little bit more. Yeah, every, and everybody knows what – Yeah, I have yet to watch the complete The Razor's Edge, and I'm a huge Bill Murray fan around that time. But uh, uh, Ghostbusters, I mean, to me – yeah, you know. Please don't take over. Are we going to talk about that one? I'm not going to take over the podcast, but I will say, to me, there is no more perfect movie than Ghostbusters, and it's not because of Ghost. It's not because just you have three of the best comedic actors of the eighties playing off each other, and you know, I know it was scripted, but the majority of things that they say to each other and that happened in that movie came off the cuff. And it, it's just the perfect mix of everything I love in one, you know, one. The only way it would get better is if my children and my wife somehow were in the movie. <laughs> That's the only way I could love it more. Well, um, most of his great lines in that movie were ad lib. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and I think all of the, almost all the interaction in Dana's apartment was ad-lib but definitely the piano scene where he goes they yeah. hate that and they actually had to reshoot it it was an ad-lib line they had to reshoot because somebody on the set laughed <laughs> my, my favorite, what a crime, what a crime. <laughs> my favorite my favorite bill murray thing that, and then i'll leave it alone i will absolutely because i will i'll take a, I'll, i will not stop talking about and now those but my favorite part of that movie is when he's talking to Walter Peck, the mayor's office. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> and Ackroyd <laughs> says, uh, well, Dickless over here. And the, <laughs> the mayor goes, he, he makes a point, and the mayor that goes, true? is that true? And Bill Murray goes, yes, this man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the funniest part. It's when, it's when Walter you Peck. You start giggling the whole I time. It's like, when know, when Walter Peck going. takes a swing at him, and in the background, Bill Murray goes, that's what I heard. <laughs> I just, Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. I think it's like, I, you know, picking, trying, like we were talking about picking, it was easier with Fletch because I think the work was weaker. But right. Ghostbusters is definitely at one. It might have one that ties with it or is close to it. Uh, but Ghostbusters is definitely, I mean, that's Bill Murray. To me, that it like I love Peter Vakeman, but I love Peter Vakeman because Peter Vakeman is Bill Murray. You know, because like you said, that was gonna be um Eddie Murphy at one point in time, that was gonna be John Belushi at one point in time. Like there were all these people that they were gonna bring into that. Chevy's name got mentioned for that, and you know, it was even mentioned to have them both in it. And Chevy's not Vakeman. Like there, there's no Bill Murray is Vakeman. I don't know as much as I love that movie. One of the biggest things, because I, I love Ackroyd in that movie. I, I love Harold Ramis in that movie. I, I love everything about the movie. I love the story. I like it all, and it's shot well. And people dog on those effects all the time, and that blows my mind. It has to be younger people that write these reviews because I read some reviews today about the effects being crap, and I'm like, I thought it was amazing. When I was younger, especially the ghost in the, the library, you know, because that's all practical. Yeah. Right. 
And that, I mean, they made that for for a different movie. Get her right. Gear. Gear. <laughs> that was your plan, right? Gear. <laughs> oh, but uh, <laughs> the whole the whole movie is just. Uh, I mean, you know, are you currently menstruating? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm <laughs> um, the the thing about that movie is it was it was such a different movie at the beginning when yeah. you had John Belushi, it, and I think the original cast was John Belushi in the Bill Murray uh, spot. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, of course, was Dan Aykroyd. Chevy Chase was going to play the Harold Ramis spot before Harold Ramis decided, you know, to take over. I can't say that. And, yeah. Eddie Murphy was going to be uh, the Winston spot, and the Winston spot would have been a much bigger part mm-hmm. of the movie. He would have been there from the beginning. And John Candy was Would he play, have had a PhD? Yeah, I think so, actually. You know what? I hope so. I do, too. But and John Candy was going to play the Rick Moranis part. And somebody, that would have been fun. And I've heard rumors about <laughs> I do love uh, both of them, though. before Gilda Radner got sick, like Dan Aykroyd really wanted her to be in it. So I wouldn't have doubted if she would have been in it. Uh, if she had maybe Janine or something, yeah, like if she would have been in there, somewhere. which I love Annie Pods, I can't, you know. yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say she would have been. Either. I come home every night, watch the Dino Women, so you just <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, like, the the Marshmallow Man was it was gonna be like one of the first ghosts they, they made, oh, okay. it was gonna be like bigger and bigger and bigger. It, but yes, a whole different movie. Well, I mean, Candy had this, the he he had that spot. And just didn't want to be a nerd. That's what I've always heard. He just, I've, I've done that character too many times. I, I don't, I don't want to be that character. Right. And I yeah. think it all stems back from Stripes too, where, you know, it was Ramus and, and, and I, I think that he, I've read that he didn't want to be the nerd character, but then I've also read that he didn't want to be pigeonholed as, you know, someone who just worked with them, with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, I don't know. Uh, either way, all I'm saying is, excellent movie. Oh, it's <laughs> no, really excellent. Movie. It's a hot take from you. And I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and yeah. say, everyone should watch this movie uh, <laughs> at least five times. You turned into the year. radical kid now. I have. That's where she gets it. Give from. it a subscribe. It is a <laughs> like and subscribe to our channel. And how much? Mostly well, Ghostbusters. I'll tell you, the, the that movie is going to be. Like, if you've not seen that movie at this point, it's one of those movies that'll hold up. You can go back and watch it. And if you're not a fan of the movie, you're just wrong, and you can quit listening to podcasts and don't contact us. Absolutely. And not to not let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Ghostbusters <laughs> Two is a better movie. I mean, I agree. Speaking of the radical kids, she just brought her purse and wanted to show it to you. Uh, <laughs> and there's no camera. And that's the uh, yes, <laughs> but uh. Let, let's go ahead and speak it. Not not to mess the timeline up. Let's go ahead. And talk I agree about with him. Ghostbusters too. Yeah, it is a whole. That's absolutely no. You're so wrong. No, it, it's so wrong. It's a great. It's a good movie. It, it's it's probably my third favorite movie. You don't like of all time. Oh, I don't do like. You it. don't like Oscar. I'm you. No, I do like. You, you don't like Oscar. Oh, uh, I just this is Vigo. She is the best part of that movie. Okay, yes, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Oh, Yano! To be the mother of a dream yes, god, Yano is the best. Think of the parking. Ghostbusters two is better than Ghostbusters. Oh, you are correct. correct. I, oh. 
I, I don't. I love goading Vigo too with the camera. Big. Please give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, you mean, be mean. Oh, you're too mean. Too mean. Bring it back. Carpathian puppy sadness. Girls love it. Hello, guys. Guys like it too. I don't think it's. I don't think it's worse. I think that it's because it wasn't first. Like, it's not. It's not the same as number one to me. But I think it's because it wasn't. There's a magic to number one because it's the first one, and like they can't capture that. And I'm watching this movie the whole time going, okay, this, we know who the father of this kid is. We know what the gatekeeper and the key master had to do. We know who this kid's dad is and nobody's mentioning it. And that bothers me the whole time. I'm like, Rick Moranis is getting no credit for this. This is his kid. He, he gets to come babysit him with Janine, but he doesn't get to be a part of the kid's life. You know, and that that bothered me the entire movie because the it's definitely not the the concert musician or whatever she would that that guy's got weak genes. It's not his. That's Rick Moranis's kid. You can die on that hill. My 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 theory on that is it's probably somebody we didn't meet. Uh, considering the baby is very young and this is what five years later, <laughs> I don't think there was that big of a gestation. Rick Moranis but, uh, doesn't work. He doesn't work when the same they, way people do. Normal people. When the gatekeeper and the key master get together, right. we don't know we don't what know. happens. But, yeah. And maybe that's why Vigo was like, that's the best one I need. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, that, that would make sense. There has to be something somewhat supernatural about this kid. And, you know, they're on top of a roof in New York City with wind blowing and all this stuff happening and, and all this. You know, you ever try to lock a gate and unlock a gate in the dark? It's hard. It takes time. And, you know. <laughs> It's not just a regular master lock. It's not wham, bam, he's done. He has the kid. Five years sounds reasonable to me. What's the kid? Six, seven months old? There's a gestation period here for, you know, supernatural beings that far exceeds humans. It's possible. And we were trying to, Elliot, we were trying to explain afterlife to our children when they're watching it. And then uh, the mom and, uh, you know, the science teacher. Yeah, they're the gatekeeper and the king master in it. And then our kids go, what are they doing, though? Oh, yeah, well, five Why years from now. I'm like, five years from now, there's going to be an Oscar 2.0. And you know, why was Oscar not in the movie? At the last, the after, after credit scene. Or not the after, after credit scene. After the, you know, the one. The shotgun yeah, one. The card. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I've read interviews with, uh, Mr. Reitman that says, Jason, that says they're going to uh, explore Ghostbusters 2 in the sequel. So I like the way I asked that just as a joke, theoretical question. And Elliot actually had an answer for it. Yeah, I've listened, dude. I'm, a, <laughs> like I am, I'm ready to go. Like, I want to, I want to know where Ecto 2 was. I'm like, going to tell you right now, I went from watching that one as a kid to in my party days watching it some more and then watching it as an adult and i didn't realize there was a difference in the two cars there is the the entire top part of the car is completely different uh the the <laughs> ghost the ghost on the side of the Thank car you. actually is holding up two hangers uh yeah. the well the license plate says ecto 2a mm-hmm. which means there's an ecto 2b somewhere and i just don't know what that is uh, okay i mean you know i'm mm-hmm. just i'm just throwing it out there i'm just saying uh, I may be a tad bit obsessed with Ghostbusters movies, and you know it is what it is. Now, while we're on the subject, 
I know you were not a big Bill Murray fan of uh, oh, okay. yeah. during Ghostbusters or Afterlife. You thought that he did not do a great job, right? I, I did when I watched it in the theaters for some reason. And then when I watched it at home and I, and like the fourth time watching it at home, I was like, okay, well, Egon's gone. And it wasn't a good ending when it like, he was kind of sad and melancholy, but he should have been. And so was Ray and Winston was excited. He was excited to be doing something, but you know, <laughs> that once I watched it at home and I mean, I literally, I watched it four times within two days of when I bought it and brought it home. Like by the end of that, like I felt differently about it. But I, when I first saw it in the theaters, I was like, man, he's found this in and, you know, and I think a, an interview I watched kind of tainted that a little bit because he basically said, I didn't want to do it. I didn't like doing it. I didn't enjoy anything about it. It all sucked. I hate to pack in the proton pack, blah, 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 blah. And, and I guess I just kind of imposed that mentality onto the scene but uh you know after after rewatching it i feel differently about it so uh you don't you don't get to pick me apart on that one <laughs> no, no 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 i wasn't trying to pick you apart i just wonder i just wonder how his real life falling out with harold ramus kind of you know played into what we saw in the afterlife because really in all honesty he didn't seem to be, to me anyway, he didn't seem to be as emotionally in touch with himself in that movie uh, as I thought he should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I kind of agreed with you. Like, at the beginning, I didn't. But now now that I found out that you've completely switched your stance, like, I, I feel like maybe I've switched mine as well. Um, I don't think he played it like he should have played it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I don't. But, I don't think it, it's not what I wanted, and it's. I don't think it's what other yeah. people wanted. But I can at least understand it to some degree now. I, th- I think Bill Murray and Bruce Willis have a lot in common sometimes. Oh, I gotta hear yeah. this. Yeah, I need. When they're on, they're wonderful, and when they don't care, it is terrible. <laughs> but see, that's you the thing I is, I've never seen him not care in a movie. And cop out thing, and then he's like, I had tried, I couldn't get anything out of him. Remember, you know, he yeah, just shuts down, and then if he just shuts down, Bill Murray just shuts down. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I'm here, you know, you love me, I'm Bill Murray, you but know I, what I mean? But, but, really, but he's kind of still closing, you know, in, in a way. How many, maybe. how many times have you ever seen Bill Murray in a role though where he does that? Hold on, usually it's a situation. We, we've got yeah. to let let's let let's let Elliot defend Bill Murray. Well, I mean, no, 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 even, I don't mean it like that. I love yeah. Bill Murray, it's not even. I want to, <laughs> Go ahead. Say what it's you need to say. It. Just say it. It's uh, it's just I don't really ever see Bill Murray like, you know, give phone something in. Yeah, I don't really. See I don't mean that. I mean it's like it's. I'll tell you the two movies. I don't know I've how to explain it. Do you know what I'm trying to say though? Yeah, I do know what you're saying, but I will tell you the two movies that I've seen, and then I'll just go ahead and be honest. I've not saw a lot of his stuff. Um, later on, uh, no. the Rushmore. You know, Life Aquatic with Steve Zazow or whatever. Oh God, you're missing that. No, I just, I just not saw it. It's not, it's not like a conscious effort to not watch it. It's just I haven't got around to he's it. He's out to be Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, it was nice to have Elliot on the show tonight. If you guys want to check him out, he's on the Spooky Family podcast. Um, <clears throat> I'll be right back with Dirt McDirt and uh, Beagle. <laughs> the Ghostbusters remake, the the all female version. And 
Ghostbusters Afterlife are the two movies that I've seen him <laughs> phoning in. And I kind of agreed with phoning it in on the remake, but on Afterlife, I thought he could have gave more. Oh, you're, you're, you're ready for a hot take's really going to make you mad at me. Uh, I didn't even notice his performance enough in uh, the remake because I didn't think it needed to be there. And I was too busy laughing because I thought it was an excellent movie. And I am now determined I'm the only person in the world. I separated myself from, I didn't go in there and think, man, they're going to give me what I want. Another Ghostbusters one they've been talking about for 20 years and made a video game for instead. And this is, I just went there and went, I'm going to get something Ghostbusters and Melissa McCarthy can do good work sometimes. And I had a blast. So you're a wrestling, so you're a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. You know, the, uh, you know, the double time between Bret Hart and uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The yeah. first you um, so Gertie and myself had that same situation happen during the Ghostbusters uh, remake. I went in absolutely knowing that I was going to hate this. I'm going to hate this movie. It's going to be horrible. Uh, Gertie went in saying, I'm going to give it a chance. I think it'll be okay, the the remake. At, at first, you went in oh, saying, I, you know, I, 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 Kate McKinnon's good, you know, all this. And, and so we get there. Ghostbusters comes on. The movie, the, the song comes on. I can't stop smiling. I can't stop having a good time. And I noticed that Gertie is getting quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter. <laughs> and after it's over with, I was like, eh, it wasn't that bad. I kind of enjoyed it. And Gertie was like, that is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. So we kind of double, you know, we had that double switch there. I, uh, I can't, there's, some, there's something I can't put my finger on about it because I watched it in the theater. Me and my wife together, we loved it. Come home, tell my daughter, like, you'll actually like this. You need to watch this. She watches two minutes of it, walks out of the room, never comes back in. We watch it again. We love it. We watch it with my nephews and my sister-in-law at their house. I don't think anybody laughed the entire time except for me and Rachel. And by the end of the movie, it's like, I don't want to watch this again. So I, I don't know if I was just overly excited because I had the word Ghostbuster on, but I liked it. Like I, That was the only time that I didn't really enjoy it. And that was the third time watching it. It's not one of them movies I'm ever going to watch again. Like It's not a watch you know 20 time movie like some of these movies i watch but i enjoyed it first time a lot yeah i don't think beagle has ever ever watched it have you beagle no i have not and I, uh, I, that's a that's a lot that's a choice you know yeah <laughs> and, uh, um, and it may not be a bad uh, one yeah I, and i've uh you know i've chose uh, never to. <laughs> well, I mean, I like a man that stands by his convictions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I I like that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do what I done with um the Halloween show and run this in the ground. And for He's anybody, if anybody, no, I'm not. Uh, you guys have to stay as long as you have time. But for anybody listening, um. I really appreciate you listening. And this is part one of the episode on Bill Murray. There's going to be a two part episode that we're going to go ahead and record. And they're stuck with me because I don't know if they've noticed it, but we've been going for an hour or something right now. And uh, I don't want to have to rush through this. So I, I, I want to get it and get it done. Uh, so I'm going to say a couple of things in this one. And if you guys have time, we're going to pick up from 
Ghostbusters 2 and, and go just a little bit further. I won't keep you all all night. I know you guys have children and responsibilities, things that I neglect all the time. But uh, if it's okay with you, I'll, uh, I'll end this real quick, and then we'll do a little bit more and give them a teaser so they've got something else coming. Absolutely. Listen, it's been fun being with you tonight, Justin, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check you out for uh, part two of Bill Murray. Thank you guys very much. Uh, if you like Retro Cult, seek professional help. I mean, there's some things in life that just need to be addressed at any point in time. Uh, alcoholism, uh, nicotine addiction. Um, anytime you've watched the new Ghostbusters more than three times, or if you listen to Retro Cult. But if you just can't find it and you have to listen to it, then uh, you can find us anywhere you can find, well, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. I don't know why I tell people that every week, because if you've heard it, then you obviously know where to find it. Occasionally, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's also on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and there's probably some weird guy that still burns it on CD and rides around in a van handing out free candy listening to it. Uh, so you can hear it any of those places. Um, yeah, I'm not going to run any of the ads and stuff. You should listen to uh spooky family they're pretty good they're actually better than this so thank you guys uh, if you want to email anything it's retrocult at gmail.com